Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson. In our last episode, number five of the series on metabolic management for your contest prep, and we're going to go into calorie modulation. And when we talk about diet breaks, I, I like to think of it in terms of micro, meso, and macro, just like you might program training. And a micro diet break to me is what we've always done, Adam, which is simply having a higher calorie day or two or higher carb days, something like that. Then, of course, a, a meso break may be, you know, it's kind of taking a week off because you just need to, you feel drained, you feel like your client needs that break. So you may kind of do a week of maintenance calories or so. Then a macro break may be, you know, up to an entire month or something if you plan that long. But with, with this, this growing experimentation people are doing with diet breaks, and that entire concept, are, are you being a little bit more formal with how you employ these? really depends. So I usually look for a stall or some kind of biofeedback that says this person needs a break. And uh, sometimes it's uh, biofeedback that uh, is more in the client's control. Let's say they're binging. Uh, I might say that hunger cues just tapping them too hard and they might need a break from it. Now, a diet break isn't always what people hope that it is. A lot of people think I'm just not going to diet anymore. But I'll try to give them uh, maybe even some more fats. Um, maybe they have some cravings that they can't hit with, you know, the lower fat intake of dieting. And, uh, you know, you just want to uh, not only help somebody's metabolism, but also help their mindset and their psychology going into their next run of dieting. You know, again, there is some really good research on this, pretty, pretty compelling stuff, but there is always a, a uniqueness to your genetics and your circumstances. It's not, not always even DNA level stuff. It's just that if, if you know two people are the same in terms of the intensity of their, their training, how many calories they're burning every single day just through NEAT, uh, how much sleep they're getting, their response to training and recovery. And so you just never know, as you said, how people are impacted with, with hunger cues and, and hypoglycemia and just pushing too far. So I, I really do like to get as close to that edge as I can, where we're, we're being aggressive enough to show the results we need. And then we, you know, quote, need those breaks. We need that, that higher calorie meal or day, something to, to, refill glycogen levels and just almost through experimentation to see how they respond, how long they feel okay. And sometimes you'll see those trends where there's just a lot of insurmountable hunger is always on this day. And maybe it's because of a, of a specific workout or because it's so many days after their last higher calorie day. But I, I like that you monitor that and you do it on a, on a client by client basis. Absolutely. I've found that this has been a new hard for a lot of my elite athletes. They're they're not used to taking breaks. They, they want to train seven days a week and they want to diet, you know, all year long. And uh, you just have to say you can't do that. And uh, you do need these breaks. And uh, interestingly enough, with your elite athletes, sometimes this is the hardest move for you to talk them into. One of the things that I'm doing a little bit more too is I want to incorporate as much uh, sustainability and, and intuitive eating with people as I can. And so a particular client who is in an off season, probably going to transition to pre-contest in a, another month or so, 
but her higher calorie days now are just completely untracked. I said, I just want you to take a break from tracking anything. You know, you, you know what good meals and good food is. I, I know you're not going to just go crazy. And let's see how you naturally, not, not just relate to food, but, but how you feel listening to your own body's internal cues. And, and of course, you know, she's not gaining weight. Uh, she, she's sustaining exactly how we wanted to. But it makes me feel like when we get into the pre-contest, maybe backing that up to, to just kind of one, you know, quote, old school cheat meal that's not necessarily weighing every gram and saying, okay, you only get 50 extra grams of carbs for this meal. You know, maybe we can kind of ride that a ways into the pre-contest phase before we have to really start getting a little bit more objective. And, and the whole reason is you know, she's kind of earned it. Like, you know, her entire off season, she's only six to eight pounds above contest weight. She's had a nice metabolic building phase that led into that last show. Fantastic off season. And she's just certainly earned the physiological ability to, to not be quite as rigid. Absolutely. I, I just had this recently with a client. We were building her refeeds up quite a bit because she was already at a high intake and she didn't seem to be gaining our refeeds. And I said, why don't we just go untracked for uh, one or two days out of the week? And that's been wonderful. And uh, when you can get clients to listen to their cues, it's something special because that's not harmony we get to find with our clients as often. That's kind of like some more forbidden fruit that we find. Well, this is an interesting series. I, as I was listening to you and, and even you know going through some of my points, it made me think how many different ways there are to handle calorie modulation. So I, I think we may, we may investigate this for an entire series coming up. But guys, I want to thank you for sticking in there for this whole series on metabolic management. And on behalf of Adam, uh, I want to, want to thank you and invite you to their next series in Contest Prep University.